All conversations and information contained within the Total Health and Fitness Podcast is intended for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse anything you hear on this show with treatment, medical advice, or direction. Nothing on this podcast is meant to supplement or supersede the relationship with your medical caretakers. Although James is a licensed massage therapist, certified health coach, personal trainer, yoga, and martial arts instructor, he is not functioning in these roles in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who appear on this show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Total Health and Fitness Podcast. I am your host, James Louie, and thank you again for joining me for another episode this week. So for today, um, the goal of this podcast always is to give information, and one of the things that I do in the health and fitness space is massage therapy. Um, I've been a massage therapist now for 12 years um, and currently have a massage therapy license in the state of South Carolina. And I want to talk about some general stuff for massage and massage therapy in general, but it's such a broad topic that I wanted to bring in a guest to help me do that today. So I'm very happy to introduce um, my colleague, my mentor, and my friend, uh, Mr. Lucas Foote. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And so just for the audience's background, um, Lucas and I have known each other for, was it three three years plus? Yeah. Three plus years? At least three years. Um, he was he was kind enough to take a chance on me and have me teach in the massage therapy program at Southeastern Institute in um, in Charleston, um, which he is now what you're the um, regional director, right? Yeah, department chair. Department chair of it, and um, and uh, it was really great working with him. Um, I would and, you know I won't give too much information to the audience. I would still be doing that job if uh, COVID hadn't come, and uh, I have some immunocompromised people in my family, immunocompromised person in my family, so that's why I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, but I loved working with Lucas, and um, and he's given me a lot of wisdom and knowledge, both as a teacher and as a massage therapist. So, um, so Lucas, if you could just, I guess, for the audience, just give them a little background about your um, time as a massage therapist, what got you into it, all the way up to like teaching now. Yeah. Wow. Uh, first off, thank you very much. Uh, such an honor to be here and to reach people on this platform. Um, proud of the work that you're doing. Uh, I got into massage 10 years ago, um, actually after helping a friend through labor and delivery and being approached through, uh, by nurses in the hospital. Um, long story short, kind of went the route of uh, maybe midwifery, but did not want to go the, into the more traditional uh, Western idea of medicine. And so went to the same school, but for massage and um, began teaching massage five years ago and moved from Colorado. I'm now a licensed massage therapist in South Carolina and the department chair at Southeastern College. I love teaching. I love massage and body work and uh, other modalities and forms as well. Um, I currently provide services in manual lymphatic drainage, craniosacral therapy, oncology massage, um, a little energy work through healing touch and Reiki, um, and traditional massage as well, Swedish. And, um, so, um, yeah, I'm, uh, proud to be here, pleased to be here and, uh, talk about the benefits. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for giving the background. Um, and I know, and we could do a, like a whole other podcast, hopefully down the road on the different specialties that you do, because I, I, I don't know how much people realize the other types of bodywork and massage modalities that are out there other than the traditional, you know, Swedish or sports, sports massage, if they if they even know the difference between those. And, 
And that kind of brings us to the first thing I want to talk about is um, what are what are you, the top benefits of getting a massage? Just not even just if you have something going on, but maybe just in general, when people say a lot of people think I have to go get a massage because something's wrong with me, but there doesn't have to be anything wrong with you to get a massage and get benefits from it. Right. Absolutely. Um, the measured benefits, because we can kind of break it down into both subjective and objective or the non-measurable and the measurable benef benefits, which is uh, one of the difficulties about proving the benefits of massage too, right? Um, right? Because every person is so different that you can't really set up a true experiment to um, at the exclusion of everything else, say that massage caused that. But um, the objective benefits lowered blood blood pressure, it um, reduces swelling, it reduces heart rate, and it does improve at least locally um, circulation. And then the more subjective benefits, which are more far reaching, um, happen, as we say, reflexively through the nervous system. And those are going to be things like reduced anxiety, reduced depression, improved um, digestion, which you can kind of also say is measurable. Um, yep. And, uh, and so, and, and even beyond it's it, the sense of well being and the sense of, you would say connection or bonding is what is released physically through touch um, are the chemicals that bond. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, I was, you know, the power of just physical touch and that connectedness to another person has its own benefits for someone's I guess, overall sense of well-being, but also can help any type of issue, both um, psychologically, physically, emotionally, um, goes a long way for, for many people. <laughs> Absolutely. Touch is the first sense developed in utero. And there are studies that have been done that say uh, that without touch, it's proven that you will literally waste away and die. It's called marasmus, the condition is. Um, and the research that I'm doing right now in my program for somatic psychology, which is my current interest, I'm getting a degree in that, is how does touch increase resiliency? And mm -hmm. do you measure how much touch does it take to increase resiliency? And the studies that have already been done are mind-blowing about um, exactly how touch increases resiliency. Yeah, no, that's it's a it's amazing. I mean, and again, you can I mean, you're not what you're studying, you're going even more specific where you can help people through, I guess, psychological PTSD, um, or physically held PTSD, and yeah. be able to bring them out of that. Um, yeah, which is one of the boundaries as a massage therapist, it's we are trained to work with the soft tissues of your body. And so many people, um, you you can't disconnect it. Not so many people, anybody, you know, yeah. when, when I say body, I'm already thinking mind, but so many people think body mind, and there's this separation and, and I don't feel it as such. And so when you're having moments of um, connection and letting things go sometimes spontaneously on the table, needing to talk about that or wanting to talk about it as a massage therapist, you're bound to, uh, you're ethically bound and rightfully so to compassionately listen, but not be able to really give advice. Well, I would like to be able to counsel people in that nature as well. So it takes a, a different degree. It's called a somatic psychologist for those that might be interested in um, doing the research where you're actually being worked manually and also counseled. And so psycho and body therapy. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, this gives a good transition to something else, which, you know, depending on who's listening to this podcast right now, you've either had experience with massage or you don't know what massage is and are resistant to it, or just never thought it was for you for whatever reasons. But 
what would somebody expect from a massage, a professional massage that's following ethical guidelines and scope of practice? I will, I will point that out specifically because I know some people have had massages, as we both know. And when you give them a real professional massage following all the guidelines, they're like, oh, my other massage therapist never did this or, <laughs> or I had it in this place and you know, this happened and that happened. So, so what would be like, what should somebody look for in case there are red flags or questions that would come up? You know, I think first and foremost, when you are seeking help with your body, it, it helps to start um, with a proper diagnosis. And so um, if you have pain of an unknown origin or something that just came on, go and get a proper diagnosis. Once the doctor has given you a diagnosis and we have a name to this condition, now you can research the specific type of help that you need. Not all massage is made for everyone and um, I'll say that the specific approaches, which we would call a modality to body work, um, are just that. They're very specific. If you have problems with your lymphatic system and your swelling is due to that, then you would seek out body work, specifically manual lymphatic drainage for that condition. If you have an, an injury, um, if you're an athlete, then you would seek out sports massage. If you are just seeking uh, the general benefits of massage, um, it, it would be called a Swedish massage, which is um, more of that subjective and wellness massage. And so I would say it helps to know your specific nature and cause of, of what you're looking for and then go from there. Oh, that's great. That's great. And I guess for somebody when they enter, like if you went to like either a massage place, like a elements or, you know, um, massage envy hand in stone, or you're seeing someone privately in their own practice, or even someone coming to your to your house. I guess the people should be expected to do. You have to do a medical intake, and you should mm. be disclosing all of your medical information. Uh, I, I know both of us have had, and we've okay. talked stories where clients are reluctant or hesitant or sometimes resistant to giving a full health information. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Being the uh, consented and well-informed client and um, knowing who you're receiving your work from as well. What is their training? What is their background? Are they licensed? Um, and then also sharing your health information and your health history, uh, really being prepared to um, tell someone uh, exactly what your symptoms are and to, um, and then to consent to the treatment. Excellent. And if someone's searching for a massage therapist, do you, like, how would you, would you recommend they look them up online first? Would you recommend they, they go by the word of mouth or online reviews? What, what would you say is the best way for someone to, I guess, quote unquote, shop for the right massage therapist or a good massage therapist? I think that if you are just starting out with massage, that one of the franchise locations around, or if you went to your chiropractor, let's say if you um, already did business there, that that'd be a great place to start. Um, all of those therapists have been vetted. They have uh, licenses, they have insurance. Um, and so that's a really safe place, I'd say, to start. If you're looking it up for somebody a little more specialized and maybe um, a smaller operation, perhaps a, um, 
a sole proprietor, you, you might say, then yeah, looking them up online would be a good place to start. Check out the reviews. Also realize that a lot of smaller um, therapists, maybe that just to own their private practice, they may not do a lot of marketing. And so it uh, through word of mouth will be good as well. Okay. And, and I, I mean, we both know this. There's obviously people practicing out there without a license, unfortunately. Um, so if you wanted to look up your therapist, just to be safe, you can go to the, well, we're in South Carolina, but every state has their licensing board, right? They can go online and check the state's licenses to see if this person actually is a licensed massage therapist. Yep, absolutely. Um, in our state, the labor and licensing regulatory board, LLR.SC.gov, but any state, if you just look up, uh, Google your state and then massage therapy, uh, licensing, then that'll lead you to the board. You can look up a license, see if that person has a license or has it had any complaints filed against them as well. Cool. Excellent. Um, so that leads into the next question, which I was just saying is, um, you know, some people are practicing without a license and, you know, different places are. So, and I would get this where, I'm, you know, we could talk greater detail about this, but there are places that discount massage like $15 foot rubs, or $10, $15 massages. Uh, do you like, I, I probably, I know the answer, but just for the audience, like should someone be price shopping their massage in terms of like that dramatic a price shift? Like if a massage envy is offering, like I forget what even massage envy and the, the regular uh, places are at this point. But if someone's getting a price of massage, like 50 to $75, but they see this place, it's a $10 massage. What's wrong with this? Should, <laughs> should should somebody be price shopping their treatment? <laughs> you know, not, uh, not in my opinion. Um, <laughs> you, you definitely, there, there definitely is something wrong in that, in that aspect. Right. I mean, it's like going on to Groupon, but do you really want a coupon for somebody that is, um, going to be working with your health and your wellness? I mean, not to, to scare any of the, the listeners that may not have had massage before, but you need educated and skilled touch. And there's a reason that uh, therapists must go to school and must have training and, and learn how to work with the body and learn when it's not okay to work with your body, because there are times that it would not be okay. Like if you have kidney disease, right? We don't want to increase the fluids through your system when your kidneys can't handle it. So um, I'll say that um, it is important that the person is skilled and and educated with their touch um and so um um, sorry kind of got off track there about price shopping and so it's it is important that we that you don't price shop uh that's the reason that somebody uh, does go to school and the average rate around the nation right now is about $72.50. But depending on the specialized work that you may receive and the level of education and training, um, you can expect somewhere between probably 50 to 100 for the hour. Okay, that sounds good. And, you know, I guess this is also a controversial, I mean, it was controversial when we taught it, but into the world as a whole, um, should a person, when they get a massage, tip their massage therapist? 
Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, what I teach the students is that if you are working in the capacity of a healthcare provider, then you should not expect to tip. Uh, so in other words, as a consumer, if you are receiving massage, let's say at your chiropractor's office, you don't tip the chiropractor, you're probably not going to tip the massage therapist. You see that more as your healthcare team, you might say, versus if you are in the field that is um, of the consumers that sees it as more of a, um, we'll say a service like um, um at the spa, you might say you yeah. go to the spa, you're on you're on vacation, you're at the resort, you're going to tip in that location, or it is more customary, we'll say to, to tip in that location. So it kind of depends on the setting. And that's what I teach the students. Um, and so that would be my best advice for the listeners as well. If you are at a franchise location or at the spa, it is customary to, to leave a tip for the therapist and, and, and actually, um, it's figured into their wage when they're offered the position. And so the, the boss, just like a server, um, you know, it says, well, this is your hourly wage, but you're going to probably get this tip up to this amount. So that's why it's kind of more customary because it's kind of figured already in with the wage of the therapist versus if you go to, let's say in my private practice, when, when clients come to me, it's not customary that they tip because I'm the business owner. And so it, right. it, it really varies, I guess, and it kind of varies on the approach of the therapist as well. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, the business model for the, the, the franchise massage places, which I'm not putting any of them down. I worked at Massage Envy f for a period of time myself, um, but that is the model. So if you are going to a franchise or you're going to a luxury spa on vacation or in your town, the therapist... I wouldn't say is expecting it, but it's alluded to when they get hired that that you're tipping them is part of their pay for for that hour of treatment. That's right. Um, and I would say going along with what Lucas said, for me personally, I was my own business owner. I specialized in sports slash athletic slash medical massage, and um, I always I made my hourly wage that was what I thought covered all my expenses. Did I have people who tipped me? Yes, um, but um, you know I wasn't expected because you don't tip your doctor. That's kind right. Of, you, know, you don't give your cardiologist 20 after uh, they do a work on you. Um, that's right. Uh, but, you know, I, I obviously took it because it, I took the tips because it was comfortable. I mean, I that's what I personally felt comfortable with, but it was not expected. And then if my clients asked me, should I tip you with, I told them exactly what I just said. And, you know, really a tip, essentially you're saying that above and beyond the service that you expected them to provide at that wage, they provided it. So it's subjective to everyone, but I'll say that it, it always feels good when somebody says, Hey, look, I feel like, yes, I wanted to pay you that, but this is how good I feel. And so they'll give you an extra, whatever. I mean that from the therapist's view, you're kind of like, Oh, that's, it's touching in a way. It is. Yeah. Um, so I always thought of as touching an extra so and, and appreciated. Like Absolutely. I wasn't expecting it. I was, That's if I got right. it, it was like, this is very nice. That's I guess right. something else, which, um, you know, um, is probably good for us to tell the audience and, and you do a very good job when, you know, in the classroom, getting this through to the students is what are the, what are the, the client slash patients rights on the table? Oh like, yeah. If you're getting a massage and the massage therapist is using too much pressure maybe being inappropriate with the draping, hopefully not, or just, or doing a draping, not even inappropriate. You're not comfortable with the draping. Right. What, what should the person on the table do? 
You know, first and foremost, it's important that you, that people understand they have the right to decide what happens to their own body. It's it's autonomy or sovereignty, right? You get to choose what happens to your body. And even if previously you agreed to that treatment plan at any time, you have the right to say, you know what, that actually is, a, is too uncomfortable for me. And that includes pressure. Um, what I find is that most people will not speak up. And so I try to teach the students as well, look for the verbal, the nonverbal signs of the body. But, but as the client, your rights are that you get to choose what happens to your body. Ask questions, speak up. If you're cold, say it. If it's too much pressure and it hurts, say it. Um, and, and I think that uh, to be an active participant and to to kind of it, it is the answer. To be an active participant is the answer. Yes, and that was a good point too, which we should probably just tell people who are new to massage or you know don't have it regularly and maybe trying to find different massage therapists that the a therapist who's properly trained and is doing their scope of practice should be going over with you ahead of time a treatment plan mm -hmm. of what to expect when you get on the table. They should. Yeah. After you give them the intake, they should one be going through through the intake with you for a first session at least. Um, they should be asking you about why you came that day, and then they should be telling you sort of step by step what the massage is going to be like. Absolutely. Uh, so they and you have to. I mean, I know at least in massage envy, but I think most of the places because you've worked in a few you have to kind of sign off on the treatment ahead of time with the therapist, yeah, right? Absolutely, like, yeah. And uh, the idea is that you know exactly what the procedures are going to be and there won't be any surprises. You know, I'm, I'll step out of the room, you'll get undressed to your comfort level in between the sheets, face up or face down, however your therapist uh, would like to start for you for that treatment. And to understand that if it's ever too much or too little pressure, let me know. If you're ever numb or tingling, please let me know that. Um, and so th that should all be agreed to before the session even begins. So that way there are no surprises. And during the session, if you said, you know what, I'm just here to relax today. Um, and the therapist found something, uh, we'll call it a knot. The therapist finds a knot that's painful and they're starting to release it for you. And, and they should say to you, hey, you know what, I know you're just here to relax today, but you feel this right here, it's um, it's probably causing you some problems and then you agree or not agree. And then they say, would you like me to release it? It will be a little more pressure than what you might be uh, expecting today. And so, uh, and then you can agree with that sometimes on the spot and sometimes not depending on uh, the exact level of uh, what you have signed off on. In some locations, for instance, if you have said that you do not want that area to be worked. Let's say your um, buttock, for uh, example, the gluteal muscles and the hip muscles that are deep into the hip there, uh, then the therapist is bound to that. And so then if there is tension in your legs or low back and they say, you know, I really do think that it would be good next time if uh, you say, yes, I would be allowed to work deep into your hips to help with your low back tension or whatever. And so um, um, you do have the right at any time to change that. And, um, and you should be um, agreeing to that before the session starts. Yes, ab absolutely. That's, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of, you know, clients, I'm sure we both had who, when we do that with our clients for the first time, they're like, oh, I never, I never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> or I didn't know that. So uh, it's, it's very, it's, you know, it's, it's again, going back to your body, it's your session and the therapist is there to convey 
and try to help you through whatever you're there for. Which um, is why massage is also so powerful for um, examples of clients that have suffered trauma, you know, yeah. or clients that are rehabilitating from abuse or addiction, um, because it's, it's such a powerful and safe way to help reconnect with the body and to gain that control back of knowing that it's your body and that, that right, that autonomy of feeling good inside your body again. And, um, and so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, our goal, you know, or any good massage therapist goals, you probably, you start with meeting with the client where they're at and then kind of building from there, depending on, you know, cause I've had people who, you know, and, and you've brought this up and I think it's a good point just to reiterate you undress to your level of comfort. So I've, I've had clients who they've gone to the table fully dressed. They came in, got on the table exactly as they are. And it, there's no judgment because we both, we both have taught and we both do. Like, however comfortable you feel undressing on the table, do that. I always, I always give the caveat that for certain areas, the most amount of access I have is, is preferable. But I can do the best I can with your level of, of disrobing. That's right. And, um, and three out of the six modalities that I provide, it's customary that there is no disrobing. And so um, I, I think that that's important too, as comfortable as you are, um, because if you're not comfortable on the table and your first time with someone, there is a less level of comfortability, right? There's less rapport that's built. Uh, and then as you go on and see that same therapist, hopefully, um, then uh, you will become more comfortable with them. But, and that's very important um, that people um, are aware of that too, because you can still get the benefits of touch and not have to completely disrobe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one other thing I want to touch on before we, we wrap up the, the episode for today is the concept of pressure. Um, mm. So, and you always explain this very nice um, in the classroom as well, is like when a servant comes in and says, I want deep pressure and, they, no matter what, like they're coming in for that. Um, what should a person expect in terms of pressure or demand or not demand maybe, but like say, I want more pressure. Should, should a massage hurt? Oh, um, no, massage shouldn't hurt. I'll say that the longer that I am in body work, the more I realize that really soreness in much of its forms and tension in much of its forms is a symptom of a, a deeper system uh, issue with the deeper, deeper system, namely the nervous system that controls the rest of the body. Right. So uh, what I'm finding is that um, really it doesn't take deep pressure and really deep is subjective. Um, I'll say that in the body, there are only three to four layers of muscle until you touch the until you reach the bone. So right now, any of the listeners can just sit and touch their own, let's say their arm, the area between their elbow and their shoulder. And it doesn't take very much pressure, you yourself, to touch your own bone, your own bone. Well, imagine a therapist leaning on your body. Now, there are some areas of musculature that are, um, you know, larger than others, like let's say your hamstrings or your quads, your back perhaps. So it takes a little more pressure to reach the proper depth to release the tension in the muscle. But um, as far as being sore and bruised for days after, no, you should not be. Uh, you might have a little bit of soreness or a little bit of bruising, uh, but that should definitely go away within 24 hours. Uh, and I'll say that 
a lot of times what I find is that um, people that want a distraction to their pain will often want pain in a different area or a distraction of a different in a different nature. And so um, I'll say that, that that's what I have found inductively anyways. It seems that uh, deeper, deeper, deeper can often mean, you know, that really hurts and I'm tired of it hurting. And so can you make something else hurt or make it hurt in a different way? <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> I would, yeah, I would say like, if you're the person on the table and the pressure or whatever the technique is that's being done on you, you're feeling like you're wincing, pulling away or squirming, mm -hmm. you, you, your therapist, if they're good, will pick that up before the, you even get there. But right. should they be missing the physical and, you know, facial cues that you might be giving, um, it's time to speak up and say the pressure is, is too much or the technique is too much for your body. That's uh, right. Because yeah. you're in fight or flight at that point, you're you're running away from it or wincing away from it. And if you're tensing up or your muscle, actually, it's the the Golgi tendon organ and the muscle that senses tension, right? And so it's like, hey, that's that's too much tension. Um, you have a protective uh, contraction against it, so you are in a way struggling against the body work. Really, the best massage should be relaxing at the same time as relieving that tension. And so you should be able to really sleep through something like that for the most part, right? Uh, of course, the exception would be if you're trying to be stimulated before maybe a sporting event or something. But um, for the most part, to relieve that tension is a very relaxing, quote unquote, you'd say, um, session. Right. I, and I, you know, a client in terms of like, at least when I was working with medical massage um, clients, I would say on a scale of one to 10, nothing I do should ever pass a seven. Right. You should never be higher than a seven. Uh, so, you know, don't be a, I used to tell clients and I used to tell students, don't be a hero on the table. That's it's, right. It's not going to, it's not going to benefit you. Um, it certainly is not going to benefit me to do that to you. So uh, it's, it's okay to like the less is more approach when you're trying to do body work or massage therapy. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's true in a lot of different interventions, you know, um, you're about to paint uh, your house. You're not going to start by just painting the whole wall. You do a little bitty swatch on the, the wall to see how is this color compared to that color. Let's add a little bit of this change into your system and see how you do with it. And then, okay, you did, you did good with our intervention last time. Maybe we add an hour this time instead of just 30 minutes on the shoulder. Maybe we work the whole hour for your, your issue with the shoulder or, you know, uh, and, and so I think that less is more approach is true especially right off the bat to see how your system adjusts to the new treatment. Perfect. And I, I probably the last thing I'll say before we, we uh, give the final thoughts is uh, what would somebody like, how often would somebody just for health and wellness purposes, get a massage? Would you think? I know it's yeah, individual, so, so it's hard to give like, you know, maybe flat rules, but what would you think? A little bit individual, but studies do show that uh, medium pressure, moderate glide every two weeks has the most systemic benefits. And so that means body wide for every system. And really, that's thought to be through the reflexive uh, mechanisms of the nervous system. And so in other words, we, we help to enter the rest and digest level and that gives the most benefits. So every two weeks, according to science, now your therapist may have um, reasoning for you to come more often than that. So let's say with my oncology massage patients, sometimes I need those um, 
Uh, sometimes I need them three times a week, depending on um, their level of pain and discomfort. And so um, I'll say that it is it is um, depending on per case. But if you're just going for a general wellness massage, every two weeks is what the studies show uh, the most benefit. And I guess if someone is is a physically labor intensive job, probably every week would be a good idea for them to. Oh yeah, I'm 90 minutes every week for the last 10 years. If I can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this was great, Lucas. You gave us so much great information, and it's been wonderful talking to you about it. Um, what would be? You have any final thoughts of, for anybody to take away that we haven't covered? Yeah, the only thing that I possibly could add is that massage is wonderful for everybody, and um, there is some form of massage some form of touch that is good no matter what you're going through in your life. And um, so that would be my final thought on it and why I think one of the reasons it's so wonderful. That's great. I, I agree with your final thought as well. I think uh, you can find touch is always good for whatever you have going on. And there's always something that can be done through touch with a skilled therapist, um, no matter what your health mental or emotional stuff you have going on, there's something that touch can give to you to help you on your uh, wellness journey. Um, so as we wrap this up, is there, um, how can people reach out to you? Are you taking new patients? Uh, are you answering questions? How, how would you like people to reach out to you um, for anything? Yeah, you can uh, find me through my website. It's footintegrativetherapy.abmp.com. And that's foot with an E. Um, and I'd be happy to answer any questions. Also, you can reach out via email, lucasfoot at yahoo.com. I do have some limited time um, that I can accept some uh, new clients. Uh, and so that would be the best way to, to reach me. And uh, thanks so much for having me. It was so wonderful to be able to chat with you and to see you again. Oh yeah, this was this was wonderful. It was great chatting about about the whole thing. Uh, I loved everything you brought up, and I appreciate you doing it. I'll put links in the show notes to um, your website and your email. Mm -hmm. And I guess we should do this. If if there's anyone listening who is interested in massage therapy and would like to learn more from you or learn from you, uh, mm -hmm. where can they go for more information? Yeah, absolutely. Southeastern College. Um, so sec.edu would be a great place to start. Um, and you can just um, put your name and your number there and one of the admissions representatives will be in contact with you and then they will put you in contact with me. Perfect. If, uh, and if you are in a different state listening to this, there are many massage schools around. I'm sure myself or Lucas would, could try to give you some guidance if you Absolutely. emailed us. If you, um, you know, have any thoughts about becoming a massage therapist, we can try to help you out. Uh, so Lucas, once again, thank you for being on the show. It was really great. And I appreciate all the wonderful information you've given the audience today. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. And um, everyone listening, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. If you uh, want to reach out to me, uh, charlestonintegratedwellness at gmail.com. You can send your questions, your thoughts, or anything else, or topics you'd like to see on future episodes, or even guests, or people you'd like to hear speaking about different topics. Uh, I also have a, a, a Facebook page for my business, Charleston Integrated Wellness on Facebook. And uh, I thank you very much for listening and I will talk to you soon.